Welcome to the official podcast of the Indianapolis Knights, presented by Hoosier Kayak Bassing, the premier kayak bass fishing resource in the Hoosier State. This show is brought to you in part by TRC Covers, handcrafted, American-made rod covers that float, and also South Mountain Media, transform your business today. Now let's join the Knights at the round table. Here is Indy Knights head coach and your host, Sam Jones. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for joining us once again at the Indy Knights round table. We're so grateful for you being a part of this and tuning into this podcast and being a part of everything we're doing with the Indianapolis Knights. Um, you know, this is uh, this is a podcast for the fans, for our friends and fellow anglers within the kayak fishing community as a whole. Um, and uh, we appreciate you very much, as well as all of our partners who make this possible. This is your host, Sam Jones, and today I have number 91, Chip Romanovich, joining us at the round table. I like to call him Big Fish Chip because that's what he does. He catches big fish. And uh, me and Chip are going to be talking about the awesome community that makes up the sport of kayak bass fishing. Um, and uh, we think it's going to be a good discussion for you guys. and think you're going to enjoy it. But before we get into today's roundtable discussion, let's take a quick commercial break to thank uh, our sponsors and uh, let you guys know about what they have going on. TRC Covers, the official sponsor of the Indianapolis Knights podcast. Check out TRC Covers at trccovers.com. That's trccovers.com. If you're listening to this on Thanksgiving weekend, make sure to check out their Black Friday sale. They just restocked a bunch of rod covers. They dropped the price plus a 20% discount on top of that Black Friday weekend and free shipping when you spend $50 or more. If you happen to catch this after Black Friday, don't worry. You can still get a discount with TRC covers when you use code IndyNights. Code IndyNights. Hoosier Kayak Bassin is your premier kayak fishing resource in the Hoosier State. Stay up to date on all the latest news, tournament results, and much more at HoosierKayakBassin.com. Chip, welcome to the roundtable. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. I'm excited to have you. Um, we've, had a, we've had a couple episodes now, and we've not been able to get connected with you, so it's good to have you on finally. Of course, there will be many more podcasts to come. So, um, we'll get to hear from everybody, you know, a lot, but, uh, it's exciting to finally have you on here. Uh, our third episode of this very low budget, um, podcast that only a handful of people listen to at this point, but I'm sure you're going to bring a big audience. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's very well done. And, and I do like listening to it. It's, um, it's, it's really cool how you bring, different different aspects of the angling community into it so it's it's a pleasure to be here well great man i, I appreciate that and, and we're going to do a lot more with that so far you know we've just talked to us knights um but we are going to bring in some other personalities some other some other uh, individuals from different teams and stuff outside of the kfl as well um i think it's just going to be a great kayak fishing podcast in general with the main focus obviously being about the Knights, it's going to be fun when we get into the season to start talking about upcoming matchups and also recapping matchups um, and our performances and that sort of thing. So I, I think it's going to be a good time. I do too. And, and uh, like you said, I think people, um, it, it will grow and it will find its footing and it's exciting to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know, you know, there's, uh, the chip fan club out there that are going to be dying to hear this episode. Um, so, uh, yeah. my wife's daughters and my dog and cat, I think. Right. Well, chip, you know, you're one of those guys who you've been in the sport for, for a while now. Um, you've done a little bit of everything from local to national, including the KBF NC. Um, just recently and, and years prior, 
you've you've had kind of an interesting story too. Um, tell tell everyone a little about yourself because you're one of those guys that just kind of seems to fly under the radar. I, I am, and I kind of like it that way. I, uh, I know you do. I, I don't like uh, I don't like being in the center of things. I kind of prefer to be off to the side a little bit. Um, but I have been very fortunate in in what kayak angling has enabled me to do and, and some of the experiences that I've had. Um, I've traveled all over the Midwest. I've been to several different states and several different tournaments. And um, it's just, it's been a great few years and I'm, I'm really looking forward to what the future holds. I think it's even in my advanced age, it's just beginning. So uh, there's a lot to do still yet. Now the ninety one on your jersey isn't a representation of your age, is it? <laughs> Although sometimes it feels that way. No, it is not. Um, I wear ninety one because I'm a huge hockey fan, and my favorite player is Vladimir Tarasenko of the Blues, who also wears ninety one. Um, and I've, I've really, the older I get, the more in tune I become with my heritage and. Mm. The fact that my family came from the Ukraine, the old Soviet Union, and a lot of great hockey players were in 91. A lot of great Russian hockey players were in 91. So it's uh, it's kind of for that. And then um, also I had an old friend that was a, a race car driver, and 91 was his number. So it's a nice way to honor him as well. Nice, nice. So we got you honoring a race car driver, Jason Cassidy wearing number three, and looks like Dell Earnhardt Jr., um, so he's honoring the Earnhardt uh, family heritage um, that way. So pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. It's funny how far, you know, I've, I've come. I still have quite a long ways to go. But um, I think back to my very first kayaking uh, tournament. It was an IKA event on the White River. And I slipped my kayak literally before the tournament started. Oh. Um, had no idea what I was doing. And and now look where i am so it's uh yeah. it's been a great night so far now you're in indianapolis night uh playing in the kayak fishing league for all the world to see when you flip your kayak the next time <laughs> hopefully they won't see that again yeah I, I i've never flipped a kayak but there may or may not be several stories of me you know falling out of one um <laughs> my first my first real, I, I jumped in, you know, like all the way, like I dove off the highest cliff, like head first into this kayak fishing space. You know, been in the bat. I was in the bass fishing world for a while. Um, before that, you know, I started very young. Um, I think I fished my first tournament at like 15, 16. Um, and then I had an accident and I was out of the space for a little while. But while I was out, I was really focusing in on this, this kayak space that was emerging. I was living in Hendersonville, uh, Tennessee for a little bit. Chad Hoover um, also lives there. Um, and he had a shop on the street that I lived on. He also would stop at the same gas station I would almost every morning. And I've told this story other places. So I met Chad that way back when he was in a, a shop about the size of a small apartment, maybe smaller. He was storing the kayaks he was selling in shipping containers. Um, so that's where I got introduced to kayak fishing. I would talk to him and he was, you know, starting to film the show and stuff like that at that time. And, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of, just was watching it. And then finally I jumped into it. And when I did, I went full blast. Like I went and fished every KBF trail event in the, the region at that time. Um, and I think this was 2019. It was the first year that did like the pro tour. I even did that. Like, uh, so it was interesting. Um, I was just getting used to being in a kayak and, uh, I had several instances where I went out of the kayak. Um, Luckily, I didn't flip or anything like that. Part of that being the fact that I'm in a bona fide and they're extremely stable. Had I started in a 
any other kayak, I probably would have turtled more than once. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some funny stories out there on other podcasts and go lives where I've, I've talked about that. So all that to say, you're not alone, Chip. We've all been there. I started in a Pelican, a used Pelican. My wife got me for Christmas from one of my buddies. And that is the opposite of stable as the bonafide is stable. Um, so I, I learned pretty quickly how to be careful in a kayak and, and now I'm in a bonafide and, um, I, I absolutely love it. It's a great kayak. Yeah. I went from bank to John boat to bass boat, that kind of normal progression. And then after my wreck, I couldn't get in a boat and I, um, when we moved from Tennessee, we went to Arizona and in Arizona, uh, we had a family member there. They had like a pedal boat, you know, like the like the two seater pedal boat. Yeah. And they lived on a on a community lake there, and I fished out of that. The left hand side was where I stored like my tackle <laughs> and stuff, um, and uh, I fished out of the right hand side, and I absolutely loved it. And there was another little kayak, like sit inside, like just your typical like uh, recreational kayak. And I'd get in that a little bit too some, but, um, so when I got into a real fishing platform kayak, I was like, let's go. You know, I was, I was stoked because I'd been fishing either from the bank or a little pedal boat for, for quite a while. So, um, yeah, man, you, uh, you just recently fished the Turkey bowl. Um, we talked a little bit about that on the last podcast or mentioned it. Um, which was, which was fun to see you at that. Then prior to that, you were at the national championship, right? Yes, I was. Yeah. And, uh, you had a pretty good time there, right? Oh, had a great time there. Um, was very fortunate to hook up with, the Indianapolis night and 2019 kayak bass fishing national champion, Mike Elsie and a good friend of mine, Bob Goldsmith. And the two of the three of us stayed in this little tiny house. Um, I don't know that you could even call it a cabin or a cottage. It was essentially a living room and a bathroom, uh, one small bedroom. And uh, the three of us stayed there for a week, I think. Um, in the one <laughs> small bedroom. Well, the two of them stayed. There were two beds in this bedroom. They oh, stayed. Okay. Thanks for coming that up. He, he, there two beds in the bedroom. They stayed in there. I slept on the couch every night um, okay. and it was, it was a blast. You know, it was, yeah. we were there a few days pre-fishing and then every day of the tournament. And then we left the next morning. So uh, following the tournament and we, we had a great time. It was, it was everything that is great about kayak fishing in terms of the competition and the friendship and the, community it was just it was a great experience yeah man um this this community is is outstanding and we've talked about it already and we'll talk about it i'm sure a lot in in upcoming episodes but um i think that's the biggest draw for most of us you know i have to i have to think as you're talking about you know sharing uh sharing the place with mike there and all that i how many anglers were signed up for that event do you remember off the top of your head roughly there were, there were more than 350, but I think 350 fished it. Yeah. So I wonder how many of the 350 anglers there would have loved to trade places with you. Like to be staying with former national champion Mike Elsie on the lake or the, the bodies of water in which he won. Like that had to have been, that had to have been pretty epic. I mean, obviously, as an Indianapolis Knight, you've spent a lot of time with Mike, but still, to to be there, one to be there during his comeback to that that special moment in time where he wins this championship, to come back there and fish that again, to be a part of that experience, but then to two to be able to pick his brain every night after practice, like. Well, you know, Mike is one heck of a guy. He is one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet. Um, and, and I think we really didn't talk a whole lot about 
um, you know, I, I tried not to pick his brain a whole sure. lot because um, I, I was aware of, of who I was with and, you know, some of the, the, the pressures that he might be feeling coming back to that place. Um, and with the expectations that I'm sure he had for himself and, you know, it, it was, it was more of an environment of just wanting to relax and, and be buds and, and yeah. not, not push anything and just kind of just hang out. And we certainly picked his brain. Don't get me wrong. Um, right. and I, quite a bit just from talking to him at night. Um, but we were, we were just, just hanging out talking as much as we were talking about fishing. And that was a really great, great experience. Absolutely. I, I can imagine, um, you know, similar experiences hanging out with Mike throughout the KFL season. You know, Mike is, uh, a man of few words. Um, he, uh, he does not uh, go into much detail. He's not a chatty Kathy like myself. Um, but when he speaks, you, you better listen because exactly. uh, he, he definitely is going to, he's going to bring something of value. If he, if he's going to talk, it's going to be important. And, and I did learn quite a bit. I mean, he was gracious enough to, to share some things with us. And, um, like I said, I, aside from the friendship part, I, I came away a better fisherman, I think too. And, um, Bob is like you and I, and, and he will talk to anybody about anything. So, um, you know, the, the three of us sitting around and talking, whether it was fishing or whatever, we, we had a great time. Yeah, man. Sounds like a blast. I, uh, I have yet to make it to a national championship. Um, I had everything booked and ready to go for the one that was canceled, postponed, unfortunately, and then wasn't able to make the, the, uh, postponed date. Um, so I've yet to go and I would really like to experience that sometime very, very soon as a lifetime member of KBF to have not been to a national championship, um, after qualifying now at least two, three years in a row, um, it would be nice to go. So I, hopefully I can join you next year. You know, the, the national championship is an experience unlike any other. Um, I hate to say that having not, you not been able to go yet, but, um, I mean, it really is a special event. Um, you mentioned Chad getting to know him. Um, I was fortunate to get to, to know him a little bit. Um, he's helped me with a couple things and he's just a great guy and they make you feel he and, and Christy both, they just make you feel like you're part of the family. And, um, then you have the, the tournament itself, which you build up for all year long. And, and you know, where the cool thing about it is, you know, where it's going to be, you know, what time of year it is. So you can begin to prepare for it as early as tomorrow. And, mm. um, you know, it's just, it's the whole, the whole essence of the national championship is special. And then, you know, you're walking around with guys like Mike Elsey and, and Matt Ball and Jody Queen. I mean, just some, some real legends in the sport. And it's, it's really cool just to be part of that environment. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, for those of us that have been fishing in the kayak space for a little while now, and, and I'm relatively new, I would say, like I said, 2019 was my first real year at it. Um, but this sport has grown so quickly. And the fact that we already have these names, like you talked about, you know, legends of the sport, if you will, uh, it, it's really kind of incredible because, you know, you wouldn't think in a sport that's so young that there would already be these super dominant figures, but there are, there are. And, um, you know, it is something special to be able to go and, and be a part of a tournament that they're at. But what's even cooler is oftentimes in other industries or sports, those people would be pretty much untouchable. You know, you wouldn't get to sit, around a campfire or a dinner table and hang out with those guys, you know, they're, they, they would be off on their own, you know, and in kayak fishing, it's just one big brotherhood. We're all the same. 
and everyone is hanging out with everyone and everyone is so friendly um, and so supportive of each other. And, and that's what I love about it. You're exactly right. The, the, the neat thing about going to, to an event like that is I, I think as, as fishermen in general, we consume all that we can products, information. Um, so, so you get to know people in this sport. I think unlike some other sports, there's a sense of camaraderie in this. And inherently there's a sense of camaraderie. You're out on the water, you're competing shoulder to shoulder with these guys. Like you say, if, if you're playing baseball or basketball, you know, you're not going to get to the upper echelon of those athletes until you're at the upper echelon of that sport. The great thing about our sport is it welcomes everyone and you're all on that playing field. There's not a separate lake for Mike Elsie and all the defending champions. You know, you're a funny, funny experience. <clears throat> One of the mornings we let in, we were on the water waiting for go time and there's 20, 20, roughly 20 people sitting around us. Um, and, you know, there's a former champion, there's KFL guys, there's regular guys off the street that this may have been their very first tournament. So everybody's there at the same time, at the same place, and and everybody's nice. You know, there's, not, there's no sense of one person being better than anybody else. If you ask Mike Elsie for something on the water, he's going to give it to you. I mean, and mm -hmm. I, I don't think you have that in other sports. I think we're, we're, we're a group of people that really cares about one another. Um, and that's locally, regionally, nationally. I think it's all the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, like coming from the bass boat side, you know, you got guys cussing each other out before they ever even get on the water in some cases, you know, um, and, and they don't bring the rods out of the lockers until, until they're away from the crowd, you know, and here we are sitting at the boat ramp talking with all of our baits tied up and, and uh, sitting out in front of everyone to see. Um, the, of course. The, the, the cool thing about the national championship too, is we're all going after the same dream and it may not be attainable to everyone there. I mean, because there's different skill levels among everybody on that lake. Um, but that was the, I remember when I first got involved in, in kayak bass fishing, just that was the first year of the $100,000 purse. Mm -hmm. Just to have that little bulb held over your head of the potential for $100,000. Realistically, I had no shot. But in the back of your mind, you know, you have that dream. And I think anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and that's what we tell ourselves. And, and I think we believe that. Um, or we wouldn't put our heart and soul into it. And it's just, it's all, it all comes together. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, uh, 2022 is shaping up to be a really exciting year. Um, you know, the KFL schedule will drop. What is it next week? December yeah. 2nd. Yeah. Um, it'll be announced. And, uh, you know, at that point, we won't know all of the bodies of water we're fishing. Some of them will be announced, um, but we'll know who we're playing and when we're playing them. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited to share that with everyone because even in just one season, we've already started to see a little bit of a, a fan base, if you will, grow. Or at least, you know, people are connected to the Indy Knights because we are you know, going out there and trying to represent Indiana um, and, uh, and the anglers here in the state. And so it's been cool to see everybody interact with that. And I'm excited for everyone to see the schedule lineup that we have. It's going to be a fun year. Well, you talked about a fan base. Um, you know, we joked about the Chip Romanovich fan club and, and I do have a lot of, a lot of friends that have begun to follow us uh, and family members. But when I was at the national championship, we were outside of a vendor. We were inside the arena of the uh, expo hall, outside of a vendor booth. And I did not have my Knights jersey on. I just had a regular T-shirt. And the, a guy came up to me and said, hey, are, are you Chip Romanovich? And I said, yeah. He said, you're with the Knights, right? And I said, yeah. 
And so no. we started with the KFL competitor, but nonetheless, I mean, it was just yeah. it was really cool to have somebody come up and, and recognize you. And I think the KFL, you know, it's going to do a lot for a lot of people. And it's, it's like you say, we're, it's, it's a growing entity and, and I think it's really on the rise. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely something different in a fast evolving segment of the outdoor industry, which is kayak fishing. Uh, it offers something a little bit different than anything else we've seen before in fishing really in general. I mean, you know, buddy tournaments in, in the boat space, you know, a couple guys, there are some tournaments out there where you get up to three guys in a tournament on one boat, but to ever have like a true team format like this is something really different and really special. So um, I, like I said, it's going to bring a lot of attention to the sport and the anglers um, out there doing it. Uh, and, and that's apparent that that's already happening because as we talked about in last week's episode, the KFL is doubled in size already um, almost with the amount of teams and anglers involved um, and then it's quickly growing fan base, its audience as well. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming up. It is. It is. And, and I think with our particular group, um, you know, I think we're going to be on the, on the front of that. I'm, I'm really excited about next year and uh, the new schedule and, and all the opportunities that that's going to bring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, this podcast is airing on Thanksgiving. So to everyone listening, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in with us on Thanksgiving Day or or after. Um, you know, there's a lot to be thankful for this year um, with the KFL and with kayak fishing in general. Um, and it's it, it's been a real pleasure um, to, to work with you guys. Um, all throughout the season, you know, and and I can't wait to see how this team, you know, becomes stronger and better in 2022. I think we have a lot to offer and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting, but I'm also excited to see how this team grows outside of the KFL together, because that's not the only thing we're fishing. We've got local tournaments, national tournaments, trail tournaments, and that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see how that aspects of the of the team atmosphere evolves for us and for other teams in the league. Yeah, I think I think each team will have a bond. Um, I think inherently every team does, but I think you know our our group is a special group, as I've said. And I think wherever we go, if we're in the same tournament or uh, even if we're not in the same tournament, we're going to share that knowledge with one another. We're going to help each other as best we can. Um, like I said, whether we're on the same body of water, same tournament, or if I know you're going somewhere and I've been there, I'll shoot you a line and say, hey, dude, here's what's worked for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think um, we're going to continue continue to grow and evolve as a team and as a group and the more the more tournaments we fish the better we're going to be absolutely couldn't agree more well with that being said let's take a short break uh we got greg nozar with commish talk uh he's got a little thanksgiving message for us so we'll be back right after this All right, Greg, welcome back to the Any Nights Roundtable. Thanks for joining us for another uh, commish talk segment. Appreciate you being here. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, man. You too, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, man, you know, one thing I love is this time of year. This is my holiday. I mean, look at me. I mean, for goodness sakes, man, you know, this is, <laughs> this is my holiday, you know. Uh, you, you know, I think we could all agree, you know, if men put their priorities together, it's going to be faith, family and fishing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and this is that kind of, you know, this is that kind of year or time of year with the holidays and Thanksgiving, you get to get, put the fishing rods away a little bit, kind of put that on the back burner and you spend time, you know, being thankful, you know what I mean? Being thankful, for being alive. And some of us had great years. Some of us ha has had rough years, but it's kind of a time of reflection um personally spiritually physically 
and then you get to spend the time with your family and um, and just kind of put all the you know the, the disappointments or the victories away a little bit and just kind of get together uh, as as family and friends and and do what really matters, man. You know, um, doesn't matter how many trophies are on the wall, doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account, doesn't matter you know what kind of kayaks you have or anything like that, man. What matters the most is your relationship with your family, uh, your faith, and uh, with your you know, with your family and friends, man. So that that's the that's what the, this whole holiday means to me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you, is your family like turkey or ham or both? Man, you, you gotta guys- go, bo- you get, you gotta go both. Hey, I'll tell you what, man, I put a poll out there. Let's talk about this real quick. Okay. You got turkey ham. Those are the stable fruits, right? Yeah. What's your three sides? You get three sides at Thanksgiving, man. What's your three sides? Ooh. Oh man. Um, Gotta have mashed potatoes and gravy. That counts. Uh, as that, one, right? that you've gotta have that, man. Yeah. And, you gotta and have, don't be afraid of the double carbs, man. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have mashed potatoes and gravy. Um uh staple in our family for all family events has been my mother's broccoli and cheese casserole. Oh man. Yes. So yep. I'm yep. gonna put that one on there. Yep. And then um man there's so many others that would slide into that third spot but i'm gonna have to go with like like you know that that mac and cheese casserole you only get on thanksgiving 100 like, percent, man only on thanksgiving no one else makes anything like it any other time of the year you're not ordering <laughs> it like you only see it on Thanksgiving. I it's got that. It's got that crunch on top of it. It's been yeah. baked. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, Different yeah. cheeses. It's 100%. just like it. Even if you did duplicate it on another event, it wouldn't be the same. It's not the same. It, it, yeah. it, listen, the mac and cheese on Thanksgiving tastes different. It just it does. does. I mean, does. I, I'm right, right down your alley. I've got to have mashed potatoes. Yeah. I got to have the mac and cheese. And my third one is I got to have deviled eggs, man. I got to mm. have some deviled eggs on the side. I love it. I'm a yeah. fan of it. Um, but that's, that's it, man. Ham, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, some biscuits, you know, um, I'm a potato roll guy, love yeah. potato rolls. And then mac and cheese, mashed potatoes and, and deviled eggs, man. That's my plate. hundred percent. I, I could pass on the eggs for sure. Um, uh, but my wife, my wife would say that too. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of those. I, you know, I would say if it wasn't for the mac and cheese, the one that would slide in, and it's a close one, would be the, uh, you know, like the fresh homestyle green beans with bacon and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Love that. Love that. But uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and I tell you, my, my family makes for dessert, it's like this Oreo mudslide it's just like this mm-hmm. it's got whipped cream it's got oreo man. crunch up cookies in it it's got some yeah, kind of condensed milk oh my gosh it's the best and it's like in this big you know deep pastry pastry dish that sits there and, and banana pudding oh my god dude I mean, you know can, can thanksgiving get here already yeah it's yeah, just well, awesome yeah it's here it's uh it's time to go let's uh let's get to the table thanks for joining us again yeah, man. <laughs> yeah no problem appreciate you we'll yeah, see dude. you next week see ya guys welcome back from the break thanks again as always to kfl commissioner greg nozar for uh dropping in for a few words for us um the commission talk segment as we like to call it giving us a little thanksgiving message there um we're gonna have some additional messages from the rest of the team um on the back side of this podcast um talking about uh thanksgiving and what they're thankful for um chip what about you? What are, what are you thankful for this holiday season? There's a lot to be thankful for right now, isn't there? Yes, sir. There is. There's, um, you know, my health. I'm, I'm thankful to have that. Um, I'm thankful to have a wonderful family, uh, amazing wife, three beautiful daughters, um, son-in-law, future son-in-law. Um, yeah, that's that's new, right? That ju- yeah. that just happened, didn't yeah. it? Our oldest daughter getting married um, a month ago, and then um, my youngest daughter is getting married in two weeks. Um, 
So wow. we're excited about that. Um, there's uh, just awesome changes on the family in, in such a good way and uh, more coming. And we're just, we're super excited for, for what the future holds. Not losing sight of how blessed we are and, and what we truly do have to be thankful for. And that's our health, um, you know, the opportunities that we've been blessed to have and uh, the all the great things that you think of around this holiday time of year, um, you know, we really are blessed to have those. So, yeah, man. Um, it's, uh, it's been a wild, crazy couple of years with everything going on in the world. Um, so it's easy to lose sight of, of all of the great things that we do have because we're so focused, um, on all these other distractions really is what they are distractions from uh, what really matters. And um, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the family's healthy. We're all together. Um, we're happy. We have everything we need and more. Um, and uh, you know, that's, that's a true blessing. Um, so it's uh, it's a good time of year to reflect on all of those things. Um, so, you know, even though this is a kayak fishing podcast, there's nothing wrong with taking a moment to, to think about those things and, and, and talk about them. So, no, I, I agree. We're, I think people tend to take for granted what they have and the situations that they're in. Um, and there are so many others that are less fortunate than we are. And I think it, it behooves us to think of others and um, really appreciate what we have uh, because even if we don't have a lot, we have a lot. So um, yeah, to somebody, you always have a lot to some, there's somebody always that has less than you do. Exactly. You know? exactly. So and at this time of year, we tend to think about that. And I wish we could think about that all year long instead of just at the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I do want to touch on is an, uh, an event like the Turkey Bowl. Um, because that brought so many people together to be able to help other families that were in need. Um, it was just an amazing event. Um, and truth be told, you're the man behind that. I know you don't want any pats on the back here, but, um, it was a great event and, uh, it was my first one and I, I cannot wait to do it again next year. It was it, again, it was the, the competition, the camaraderie, um, but you, we raised a lot of food for, for some people that really need it. And at the end of the day, that was really what was important. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for the kind words. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, we have kind of a, I don't know, a slogan, if you will, uh, that we coined this year, which was fish compete give um so fish with your buddies compete um in this tournament but most importantly um we're kind of capitalizing the give um this event is by far my favorite event of of the year um unfortunately we didn't have it last year due to different circumstances um but you know, it has grown in popularity and in and, and size. Um, and with that, the amount of donations that we have received has grown as well. Uh, this year, we filled my van um, from the front seats to the back. I had all the seats laid down in the van. Um, we filled it from front to back, from bottom to top, which was was amazing um i came home and in our front living room we just filled it and created a basically a workstation where my lovely wife um tediously went through all of this stuff with me and we created over nine packages for families that we were able yeah we were able to deliver um to families in need for the holiday season and and still have we still have some stuff left over that we're going to take to um, an Indianapolis shelter 
And that's all made possible by some really great people in the kayak fishing industry coming and being a part of this event, taking time out of their busy schedule in the fall. Um, we're all always very busy in the fall with family and the holidays and, and work and all that. So they come out on a cold day. It was like 32 degrees, I think, when when we launched um, to be a part of that. And I'm so thankful uh, for that. And I think that's one great thing that we do in the kayak community better um, than most is the giving back. There are so many great charity events that happen throughout the throughout the year. You know, another huger angler who's done a lot is Jackson Orr um, with his uh, catch event. Um you know, and, and the local clubs and series often will partner with an organization or something like that to give back our very own Jason Cassidy runs his own non-for-profit afloat. Um, so, you know, it, all of those things are what keep me so deeply invested in this community. Um, and what I love so much about it and, and the Turkey bowl is just one way for us to give back, but there's so many other perfect examples uh, of what uh, a small group, a very small group of people can do uh, to help a lot of people um, when when they come together. So thank you for bringing up the Turkey Bowl. And more importantly, thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, it was great. I, I Like I say, it was my first one, but it, um, maybe we could move it to the summer when it's not 30 degrees at lunchtime. But other, otherwise, it was a great event. Really liked it. Well, um, if it, if it says anything, it tells you how much I do care about that event because I hate the cold, um, <laughs> hate it. I'm like shorts and flip-flops kind of guy. So, um, I wait don't hunt be, or anything because I don't like the cold. Wait till you get to be my age and then you're going to hate the cold even more. So, yeah. It, so referencing that, um, it's funny growing up, I, I was the kid that would run around in shorts and a t-shirt in the middle of winter, you know, coming in and out of back basketball practice and stuff like that, not even throw on a hoodie or a jacket. And that didn't, that was the same way uh, until I had my wreck, which I somehow keep talking about that on this podcast. Uh, but anyway, um, after that, the cold is just like, no, I can't handle, can't no. handle it. So, um, but I'm not going to move to Florida because I, I love my Indiana people too much. So, yeah, I, I love them too. Uh, I wish it were just warmer in November, December, and January, but, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. I hope that, uh, after the kids are grown and out of the house that the wife and I, uh, can travel South, um, in the, <laughs> in the winter months, you know, a lot of tournament series start up in February, yeah. Um, including just dropped today, the day we're recording this, which is um, Monday the 22nd, even though it's airing on Thursday. But just dropped today was the Bass Nation kayak series schedule, mm -hmm. um, which kicks off in February on Lake Fork uh, in Texas on uh, February 5th and 6th. So 2022 kayak season is not that far away no it's not and what what makes it even more exciting is when we're all bundled up pulled up in our houses uh, we have that light at the end of the tunnel of lake fork texas in february or the tenvitational in the end of january i mean yeah. these warm weather locations that are just begging for us to go down and mm -hmm. uh, makes it hard to say no and they're, yeah. they're great tournaments. I mean, um, you know, it's well, not, I agree. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough year this year. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, this 2022 schedule for, for Bassmaster kayak series right now, which I love that they listened to the anglers and they added an AOI race to it. Previously yeah. there was none. You just qualified for the, the classic championship for the kayak series. There is an AOI race now, um, which is really cool. And yeah, so they start on Lake Fork in February. Then the Classic is in March. Um, and the Kayak Championship is in conjunction with that there in South Carolina. 
Um, but the second event of the 2022 season is Harris Chain of Lakes in Florida on March 19th, April 16th on Grand Lake in Oklahoma, May 21st on Lewis Smith Lake in Jasper, Alabama. And it finishes with a two-day event on Pickwick, uh, October 8th and 9th. So huge gap there. Um, a lot of conversation already about two things. The major gap between that um, fourth event of the season and the final event. And then the other big topic everyone's discussing is that all the events are so far south. Um, the furthest north event, Oklahoma, Tennessee. So totally missing the boat on um, uh, the northeast and the midwest. Yeah. But, I mean, those are some great fisheries. You can't blame them for wanting to go there. No, no. I, you know, it's unfortunate for those of us in the Midwest and the Northeast um, that there's not something a little closer to home. But all those lakes are premier destinations. I mean, yeah. they're, they're awesome places to fish. I was I was fortunate enough to fish Pickwick last year. Um, you know, that was, that was such a cool experience. Um, you know, it there's just so many cool places on, on that series and other series that, um, you know, it's, yeah, you really want to go there and fish it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm thinking very heavily about, uh, making a trip down to Texas. I've never fished in Texas. It is on the bucket list. And of course, Lake Fork is one of those And February 5th and 6th could be, a blast as long as there isn't a cold blast like there was last year. Um, (laughs) So uh, if uh, we have a normal winter down there, um, that is going to be potentially uh, a really fun event. And I think the swim baits could play a role. And that is one thing I love to do is throw a swim bait around. So I'm looking at it. We might have to have a little Indy nights road trip. Um, and go down there and, and have some fun on Lake Fork. My buddy Bob that we were at the national championship with, that's not his home lake, but he spent a lot of time there and he loves that lake. He talks about what a great bass fishery it is. And um, so that would, uh, we could we could be able to pick his mind a little bit and he could help us out. Oh yeah. We can make him a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Um, I lost the word here. What's that? Make him an honorary night for a yes, day. Yes, thank you. We can make him an honorary night for the Lake Fork event. Bob, yeah. if you're listening, the invite has been made. The invite <laughs> has been made. So, well, Chip, um, you know, I appreciate you so much coming on. Um, it's been good to talk with you as always. Um, and it's good to finally have you on the podcast. Um, thanks for joining us, man. Man, it's my pleasure. Um, you know, I, I'm really fortunate to be part of this group and, and be a friend of yours. And it's it's always good to talk to you um, in this setting or hanging out at the Turkey Bowl or hanging out at the Indianapolis Nights. So um, it's it's just a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. I uh, appreciate you being a part of this, being willing to be a part of this and, and taking a leap um, that taking the leap that you did, uh, with, uh, with this whole thing, um, you know, uh, this was something new, something exciting. And, uh, it, it takes, uh, it took a little bit of courage to, to jump and go after this. And I appreciate you doing that and making some sacrifices for us. So, um, thanks again for joining us and I'm sure we'll, we'll catch you on another podcast here soon. That sounds great. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Chip. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Bye. What's up, fishing fam? Andy Knight, Jason Cassidy here. Just wanted to take a minute to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Whether you're going over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house, or you're kicking it on the road in the RV, be sure to take time to unplug and reconnect with the loved ones around you. I promise you, it'll make it the most wonderful time of the year. Have a great day and God bless.
Hey, how's it going, guys? Indianapolis nice player Adam Murray here. Uh, I just want to take some time out of my day to let you guys know a couple things I'm very thankful for. Uh, one thing that I'm thankful for is to have the opportunity to be able to represent you guys as Hoosier anglers. Uh, when we put this thing together, this wasn't about finding the five best anglers in the state, but more so finding five anglers that have the opportunity and are able to represent you guys as a whole. And uh, which leads me to the next thing I'm very thankful for, and that is uh, my family and my wife that they continuously support me and what, uh, what I do with this. Um, we can't all be fortunate enough to have that. Sometimes we have crazy work schedules and softball, baseball, kids got soccer, completely understand that. Um, fortunately for me, I'm very, lucky to have the time I have to put into this and again I just want to say how thankful I am to be a part of that and uh, also I just want to wish everybody a happy holidays and make sure to make sure to take some time out of your day this year to let someone know what you're thankful for don't forget what Thanksgiving's all about. Um, but yeah, just you guys have a wonderful day and God bless. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Mike Elsie with the Indianapolis Knights. Just wanted to wish all of you a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. This podcast is proudly produced by South Mountain Media. Transform and grow your business with South Mountain Media. Advertise with the Indy Knights, attract new clients, and reach an engaged, highly motivated audience. Multiple promotional partnerships and advertising options available. To learn more about these opportunities, contact us via email at southmtnmedia.com. That's southmtnmedia.com.